So the Russia trip originally began with um, Masha and Julie, and they can give you more details about how that first idea happened to do that film festival that was going to be in St. Petersburg and in um, Moscow. And actually, at that point, it was before the fall of the Soviet Union, and so it was Leningrad, but the t-shirts that were made actually called it St. Petersburg, which is a big political act at that time um, that was being done to actually not call it Leningrad. So after the Moscow event ended, within two or three days almost everyone had gotten on airplanes and flown back to the US. Somehow, Igelherk, which was not yet a 501c3, wasn't yet an organization, right? There was no money, but somehow they, they had gotten money to rent an apartment um, in Moscow for the three months I was there. It was near the Akademitschia um, subway station. I have the address on my computer somewhere. So they set us up there and one of the computers and laser printers we set up there, and the other we set up in the apartment of this guy who had another gay publication. And we set, set up, a, uh, for me, a sort of boring, um, you know, routine, except it was fascinating to me because I was in Russia, where I was making little guides, like an instruction manual for how to use Quark Express, and then sitting with these guys and showing them how to do stuff, and how to do the word flow, and how to do layout, and how to print, and what a font was, and all this kind of stuff, because this was very new technology at the time. Desktop publishing in 1991 was extremely new, and so this was a huge kind of thing because they so badly wanted to publish and couldn't get the permits to do so um, in the USSR. And so, you know, it was hanging out with these, you know, folks and, um, you know, I didn't drink alcohol at the time, fortunately, um, but, um, you know, drinking tea and eating and, you know, they were smoking all the time and then taking a couple hours to do this stuff, but then getting sick of doing that and just hanging out and doing other stuff. So it was sort of post-college, you know, wandering, but with, with a purpose and that we were, um, and that I was teaching them how to, to, to use this stuff so that after I left they could keep doing it. And it was, and this is where with the, without the papers in front of me, I can't remember exactly, but I believe it was about two and a half or three weeks after the end of the conference that the coup happened. It was not that long after they had left, so it was only a couple um, weeks that the coup attempt happened um, and that we got up in the morning and um, as Masha said it turns out it was Swan Lake on all the TV channels um, and Roman Kalinin who was one of, uh, in the early days of Igelhork there were three co-chairs right there was Jim Taves, Julie Dorff and Roman Kalinin started out with three equal co-chairs and Roman was like the Russia one and so he was this gay activist and was living in the apartment with me um, just to he and Ilya were living with me, which was really nice because it was sort of lonely otherwise for me as an American to be uh, in an apartment. So we got up that morning and it was the same TV show on every channel and I thought something was wrong um, with the signal, but, but he and Ilya immediately knew that something very, very serious had happened politically and they thought Gorbachev had been killed already. Um, not that there had been, a t uh, not that he had been put under arrest, which ended up being the truth. But they thought maybe he had been um, killed. But they said this is a pooch. This is a, a something very, very bad has happened. And so um, people were just going out on the streets trying to figure out what was um, going on. We would, and we, we we saw tanks. You know, we were going out on the streets trying to figure out what was going on. And then we very quickly learned what had happened. The coup plotters were actually not that large in number, and they had sort of put. Gorbachev under house arrest, but numerically they weren't that big. 
And so they were really um, interested in mass media and sort of establishing their legitimacy. And, and this is, of course, pre any internet. There was no internet at this point. So they took control of all the newspapers and TV. And their number one thing they were trying to do was to project a sense that this is a fate accompli. This has happened. We now have a new government. Everyone keep working. Go back to your regular jobs. Don't question this. Um, and this was very important to them because militarily they did not have a strong grip on the situation. And so we learned that Boris Yeltsin, who was the mayor of Moscow at the time, was among the leaders of the people trying to resist the coup. And that he was making, he had made this flyer saying, you know, citizens of Moscow, go to the parliament building, protect it, um, fight this coup. It is not legitimate. Um, we need to stand up and, and re resist this. Um, but he had no access of any way to disseminate this flyer. There was no, no internet, once again, the, the, he had no access to t TV or newspapers or anything. Um, and it, just by coincidence, we had the only underground printing press in Moscow that the government didn't know about. Because the Macintosh computers and laser printers were actually very advanced for what you would have in Moscow at the time, right? Um, and so we ended up going to the mayor's office and, and there were people holding arms, I have pictures, standing around the mayor's office to try and sort of defend it, but they, they let us in because they knew who Roman was. And Roman went in without me and he came out with one of these flyers, which is in the, that document, I, pack of documents I gave you. And we took it back to the, to the house um, and to the apartment and we just made a, we didn't change the wording, we just retyped it, which is what you had to do in those days, and made a, a flyer in Cork Express that we were doing. But we actually put the name of the gay group in very small point uh, font on the side. And, and then we could laser print that out. Um, but we didn't have a photocopy machine. Um, but Roman had one in his own apartment that ACT UP had somehow given him a couple years before. So we got in a taxi and we got this not that big laser uh, printer, um, not, not a very big one, but it was about the size of a small table, um, but it was only about this tall. And then we got in the taxi and we drove to some strange suburb outside of Moscow and he went into an apartment and came out with two or three thousand pages of paper. Somehow, once again, the, these underground movements were storing paper um, all over Moscow. And he knew someone and came out with just a gigantic, it, it had to be a couple thousand sheets of paper, and said, get into the car. And we got into the taxi and flew back to the apartment. And then we spent all night long making hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of copies of these um, flyers. And then, you know, as I can show you from the, the um, pictures that I took the next day we went to the parliament building which was just like I mean people had pulled up cobblestones from the streets and brought in trucks like dump trucks and just blocked tried to block it off from the military and there were all of these pieces of wood and I, I have pictures of grandmothers babushkas like stacking up piles of wood and then people had made places to give away free bread and a, like a press center it was like an impromptu kind of pro-democracy thing and the the parliament building sits close to the river um, in, in in moscow and tugboat operators had pulled tugboats up against the 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 shoreline to try and keep military ships from being able to um, access it. So just this, we just walked into this incredible, um, I can't 
describe it really scene of just thousands of people milling around trying to protect the parliament building um, as a way of resisting the coup. And we were climbing over all of these barricades with all of this paper and handing it to people, um, to, the, to the activists, and they were taking it and sort of disappearing. And by that evening, a few hours later, we would go to the subway stops. We would see our flyers with the little gay logo um, all over Moscow at all the subway stops and other places. And there were other kinds of flyers as well. A whole bunch of impromptu media was happening, right? But it included us. And it was just amazing to see our flyers. So we didn't do the distribution. We took them to the central parliament building and they would take it. And then they somehow had runners um, who would just go all fan across the city and put these things up saying, everyone come to the parliament building. They were trying to get as many people there as they could. Um, and then that the coup took three days. It was the second night that three people were killed by tanks and the mood really changed once people started dying. And so yeah, that was and so that second night got I think the second night got very dark. And then by the third night the coup had started to collapse. And then that um, parliament building turned into more of a celebration space. And that was the first time in my life I ever saw the Russian flag, the three-color nationalist Russian flag. Very early on the nationalists that eventually led to Putin and the situation we're in now were starting to come out. Um, like saying they're Russian, not Soviet, right? And all of a sudden, Russian flags started going up. And this was several months before the Soviet Union was dissolved, right? Um, so it was over then by the, the, the third day, and then I stayed there for a couple more months. I even went to Latvia and Estonia for Igelherk and did some, I, I helped do the first ever HIV press conference in Latvia um, and went to Estonia as well to meet with gay groups there. And so we just sort of kept doing stuff. But we were all just still, still sort of um, shell-shocked from that uh, coup experience and being so involved and just being in the right place at the right time to um, be able to contribute, you know, in some way to the resistance.